0: Shalom to all Gracious and to all of you who are following us online. Before I share the Word of God, let me take time to pray for our newly elected board members for the year 2020 to 2021. In our previous years, we dedicated our board after the election in one of our services. For this year, I want to pray and dedicate the board members through our online service this weekend. And we want to pray for our board to lead the church and navigate through this pandemic. There are major decisions that the board needs to think through and process during this uncertain time. And we need unity, purpose, and the wisdom of God in every decision-making process. So join me now to pray for our newly elected board. Come, let's pray. Lord Jesus, today we gather to dedicate our board to you We pray that you will unite the board with your heart and your mind for Grace Assembly. We ask for your wisdom to rest upon every board member so that every discussion is robust and complete. We pray for your leadership to direct and guide every discussion in the board where your will and purpose be established through this local church. So Lord, I dedicate the 2020 to 2021 brought to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. So with that, let me now move on to God's word for today. This week, we are starting a new series entitled Love Incorporated, where we will use the next 10 weeks to cover the epistles of 1 John to 3 John. Now there's a special reason why we call this new series Love Incorporated. As we step into the second half of this year, we are expecting more and more economic hardships across countries, especially in Singapore. Just last week, the news from Straits Time reported that Singapore was in technical recession, given two consecutive quarters of economic contraction, with the second quarter being the most severe. In the days ahead, there will be more hardships among Grecians and the people around us. Given the severity of the situation, we need to heighten our sensitivity to what's taking place around us and arise as God's community to be a blessing in this nation. I'm concerned for the needy, the least, the lost and lonely who may be suffering during this pandemic. As God blesses you and me and the church, we must steward our resources to be a blessing to those who are in need. If ever the church can shine brightly, it has to be during a time of crisis where we can bring hope in the midst of darkness. And that is why we're using the three epistles from 1 John to 3 John to spur us to live and act differently during this challenging time as God's people. And let me begin with some background for these three epistles. We know that 1st to 3rd John were written by Apostle John, one of the sons of Zebedee. Many scholars believe that he also wrote the book of Revelation and the Gospel of John. Apostle John wrote these three epistles with some objectives in mind, and I can classify them into two major areas on why John wrote these three epistles. Firstly, John wanted to address the propaganda of the false teachers who were promoting Gnostic ideas among the churches. One of the popular Gnostic teachings stated that Jesus Christ did not come in human form, but as a spirit being. And we will look more into this later in verse one. Secondly, Apostle John wanted to assure believers of their salvation and believe in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Messiah. And you will see Apostle John's attempt to address these two areas throughout the three epistles. But more importantly, in the process of addressing the wrong teachings of the Gnostic teachers, John was also teaching God's people on the right behaviors and values that they should exhibit. These are the same godly values and behaviors that we want to highlight during this pandemic as God's people. Now, speaking of godly values and behaviors, I'm very proud of our young people who sought to be a blessing to those who were in need during the early part of this pandemic. And here's a video of them helping another fellow Gratian through acts of love.
1: We want you to share together with us what we have with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing this to you, so our joy may be full.
2: Church is a community of people who walk with you in life and become your teammates in Christ. Makes me feel welcome, valued, integrated. Church is a place where we can support each other. It's a place where we believers come together to encourage and edify each other
0: a place of acceptance and grace. It is a place where I have a good support system where we are able to share in each other's joys and burdens as a community.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Pastor John, uh, the Young Adults Pastor here at Grace Assembly. Um, In March this year, uh, our church went through uh, a crisis um, from February to March because of the COVID, and uh, we stopped our services for a good like, I think, eight weeks at least. And so services was not around and there was no fellowship of believers um, happening. And, and we realised that even though we went online for service, there was a good number of people who were left out, uh, people who had no access to technology. We wanted to help and reach out to other fellow believers to ensure that they also had that fellowship, you know, to come together to join in online with us. And so we started this initiative called Nexus
2: Serve Our Seniors, SOS. A group of us, we were asked by Pastor John to help out and and we said yes. And so we went to this house where we were able to help this uh, elderly couple to uh, basically uh, know how to handle all the technology involved with watching the online services. So it was a very fruitful uh, time with them uh, because uh, we were also able to to show them how to do the whole process. And we also were able to like just talk about life and exchange our our views on life and stuff and how we were going to face these issues that were going to come about with this whole COVID-19 situation. And I think this is a beautiful picture of what the fellowship of believers
1: is about. That even though we may be separated, even though we may be going through a pandemic and a crisis, it doesn't mean that we cannot connect. It doesn't mean that we have to be apart. We can still come together and to serve one another, whether it's in a very small number or a small group, or whether it's in a large church in, in Bethel Hall, for that matter.
2: Us being there, we wanted to give them that form of like congregation feeling, that maybe that through the online service that they won't get to experience as well. So that's
1: another reason why we went there. And I feel that like it was a very fruitful time with them and also with see the We are grateful to the young adults and the youth who have stepped forward. And we pray that we will continue to serve together as a church to make sure that everyone comes together to fellowship together and to worship our God together. We want you to share together with us what we have with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ.
0: Now, thank God for this group of young adults. Indeed, their simple act of love encapsulates the sermon topic for today. And the sermon topic for today is love includes. The big idea for today is this, God bring us into His fellowship through Jesus Christ. The key word for today is fellowship, which in Greek is the word koinonia. And we will focus on the first four verses of 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. Now, Apostle John started First John by saying that which was from the beginning. Now, he has a very similar beginning with the Gospel of John where it says in John chapter 1, verse 1 this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it seems that Apostle John liked to start his letter and epistle with a focus on Jesus Christ as the Word who was from the beginning of time and creation. Now coming back to 1 John 1, Apostle John wrote verse 1 from his personal experience after spending more than three years of his life observing Christ every day, touching and serving Him as one of the chosen twelve. John was testifying that through the time that he had with Christ in close range, he said that Jesus was fully flesh and blood. Now, John did not write as one who heard about Christ from a second or a third source. He wrote as one who experienced Christ as a friend and a close disciple. Christ was not some spiritual apparition that came without a physical form according to Gnostic teachings. But Christ came to earth as fully God and fully man. But you may ask, Why is it so vital for our Christian faith? Now, it is very important, church, very important for Christ to come on earth as a human being and not in some spiritual apparition. If Christ did not come in human form, then He could not have represented humanity to die for our sins. If He did not come in flesh and blood, then He would not have died on the cross and His resurrection would not have taken place. You and I know that the death and resurrection of Christ is a fundamental belief of our Christian faith. So you can see now the danger in Gnostic teachings. The denial of Christ as a human being will change the powerful truth of Christ's death and resurrection. Now, that's the intent of verse 1. Christ came in flesh and blood. It was a vital truth that Apostle John needed to establish right from the beginning of the epistle. Let me now move to verse 2. In verse 2, it says this, The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and has appeared to us. John then went on to explain that Christ was not only the Word of God in the beginning, He was also the eternal life that had fellowship with the Father. Christ was not an angel church or a divine messenger that came from heaven to bring us good news of God's love. Jesus Christ was part of the Godhead and had intimate and divine fellowship with God the Father. And that's why Apostle John wrote in the Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 14 and 18. In verse 14, John says this, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In verse 18, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is Himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father and has made Him known. So we can see from verses 1 and 2 that God the Father and Christ modeled perfect fellowship with each other. But the Godhead did not stop there they then brought their divine fellowship to humanity. And let me move on right now to verses 3 and 4 to see how God brought the divine fellowship into divine human fellowship. Let me read from 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. It says here in verse 3, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we write this to make our joy complete. Now, before I can expound verse 3, I need to define out the meaning of the word fellowship. What does fellowship mean? What does it mean when I say that, hey, come, let's go for durian and fellowship? Is durian the focus of the fellowship? Or is there something that takes place when we eat durians together? What does it mean when we say that we like the fellowship in our small groups? Is fellowship, is it about sharing of food and laughter? Is fellowship just with fellow Christians? Or can it be with God? So what is the meaning of fellowship? And let's unpack that right now. The word fellowship in the New Testament comes from the Greek word koinonia. It is a rich theological term that carries several meanings such as oneness in community, having something in common, or common participation or sharing in something. Fellowship or koinonia usually takes place in a community a group of people that shares something in common or participate in something together. And in our Christian context, fellowship koinonia is the participation in God's life and love. And with this understanding of fellowship, let me now go back to verse 3. Because verse 3 has two parts, which I will break it up for clearer explanation. The first part of verse 3 says this, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. Now, Apostle John used fellowship here to denote something they shared in common. And in this context, what they had in common was a proclamation made by John that declared Jesus Christ was the word of life. So their fellowship is based on a common understanding of who Christ was as the resurrected Savior and Lord. Therefore, the common doctrine of Jesus Christ as both God and human brought them together to fellowship as a faith community. So similarly, the reasons why many of you have chosen to worship in Grace Assembly It's because of a set of common doctrines of Christ that we hold dearly together as a faith community here. One of the doctrines that we hold dearly together is the person and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that Christ sends to us after His ascension. We believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are distributed among believers, where the manifestation of God's power can be seen through believers' lives. We believe that the Holy Spirit is still in the business of healing sicknesses, casting out demons, and restoring wounded and broken lives. And that's why you see us having the ministries that promote the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For example, last Saturday, we started with j three, Supernatural. Now, the idea is to allow you to bring healing ministry into the homes of your families and friends. In the past, we used to have our healing ministry on site at our church premises. We had many who would come into our healing ministry sessions seeking and receiving healing from physical ailments and cancer. However, with this current pandemic, we cannot bring the sick together in our church premises. But that, that not stop us from continuing our healing ministry online. And that's why we started j Three Supernatural for you to bring the healing ministry session to your loved ones and friends online. Instead of them coming into our church premises, we can now bring the power of the Holy Spirit into homes of those who need healing. So do seize the opportunity to see your loved ones and friends touched by God's power in the next chapter three Supernatural coming on Saturday, 1st of August. Now, the other area that we believe as a church is the work of the Holy Spirit in inner healing and deliverance. Now, if you remember two weeks ago, many of you would have heard the morning devotionals brought to you by the Wholeness Ministry team. In the seven days of sharing by the wholeness team, you heard testimonies of God breaking curses, healing to wounded hearts, and restoring one's identity and worth in Jesus Christ. The entire inner healing and deliverance ministry has its basis in Christ setting captives free through His finished work on the cross. Because of Christ's finished work, We can now break demonic bondages and curses and bring restoration of lives and marriages. And this restorative work of Christ should not stop during this pandemic. Therefore, we have planned for the Wholeness Ministry to begin their online sessions in September, where the power of the Holy Spirit will be manifested in healing and deliverance through the teaching and ministry time. I'm excited. I'm excited that even during such a challenging time for the body of Christ, we can continue to see the power of the Holy Spirit through these online ministries in Grace Assembly. Nothing can stop and hinder the power of the Holy Spirit because it can transcend space and time to bring healing and restoration to people. Amen? Now, coming back to the first part of verse 3, we can say that a common doctrine of Christ brought the believers together in fellowship. And let me now move on to the second part of verse 3, which says this, And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, the first part of verse 3 talks about the horizontal fellowship of believers because of common doctrines. Now, the second part of verse 3 talks about the vertical relationship that we have with God the Father through Jesus Christ. The entire verse 3 has both the vertical and the horizontal fellowships that strengthen our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is again a reminder of the need to have healthy, vertical, and horizontal relationships in our Christian journey. Now, during this pandemic, especially during the two months of Circuit Breaker in Singapore, many churches had gone online to provide online services. And there was an explosion of viewership across most churches that I've spoken to even in our Grace online services as well. I'm thankful for every visiting Christian and Christian who faithfully follow us online, like what you're doing right now, because online services help us to strengthen our vertical relationship with God. However, I'm even more concerned for every believer's horizontal community life beyond the online services. During this pandemic, when we cannot meet physically at our church premises, it is so vital for us to stay connected in small groups online. Our small groups are like the house churches scattered all over Singapore, like what took place in the Book of Acts when the early church met together in house churches. And until we can meet again physically, the next best option is online. But some of us may say this, oh, but pastor, meeting online is not really fellowshipping with each other. It's just not possible to do it properly. Yes, I've heard some of these comments, but I beg to differ here regarding such online issues with small group meetings. The outcome of an online small group meeting is dependent on how we want it to be. If I want my small group meeting to be deep and authentic in sharing, I will bring the attitude and posture of authenticity and transparency into the online platform when I share with my small group. I will share my life the same way that I did when I was having a small group meeting on-site in someone's home. You see, church, online sharing is as real as on-site sharing because we are real people sharing our real needs. The only difference is the medium where instead of seeing you in a real person, I see you through a screen. But the heart and the depth of sharing do not change because of a different medium. I will encourage all of you to be part of a small group where you can have a faith community to support and spur you in your faith during this pandemic. Our Christian faith is closely linked with both the vertical and horizontal fellowships of God and man. Now, if you are not in a small group and you want to be part of this horizontal koinonia, please contact the church office or stay back after the service and we will help you get into a small group. Now, coming back to the concept of koinonia in verse 3, there is another powerful truth that is demonstrated through our Lord Jesus Christ. We know from our earlier explanation that our Lord Jesus has a deep and intimate relationship with God the Father. It was out of this deep koinonia between the Father and the Son that led Christ to leave the comfort of their divine fellowship to reach out for the fallen human race and create a divine human fellowship. Out of the divine fellowship, came Christ's incarnational ministry to the fallen human race. Now, this serves as a powerful reminder to all of us who are now enjoying our fellowship with God and fellow believers. We must never allow ourselves to stay insulated within our Christian fellowship with each other and God, that we forget to be incarnational like our Lord Jesus Christ. No one who has enjoyed a divine fellowship with God and genuine fellowship with other believers will want to keep these life-transforming encounters to ourselves. We must become like Christ. We're out of the depth of our koinonia with God and with our fellow Christians, that we live out Christ's incarnational ministry. So the question some of you may have is this, how do we be truly incarnational like Christ during this pandemic? And let me suggest to you two possible examples to be incarnational during this period. And the first example is we must be intentional in reaching out to the needy. Now, as mentioned earlier, there will be economic challenges ahead of us. And you are aware that in every recession, there will also be social issues in society. And as God's people in Singapore, we must be intentional in reaching out to those in need, both believers and pre-believers. Look out for people around you who may need help during this pandemic. As a local church, we cannot be preaching the gospel and trying to save someone's soul without addressing the basic physical and emotional needs of the soul. There will be more retrenchments in the days ahead where there will be people who will be in need. And I'm believing with all of you that God will continue to bless the work of your hands and grant you favor to prosper during this difficult time. And as God blesses us with jobs and resources, we must use God's provision in helping those who are in need. And we'll be watching the situation very closely. And when a need arises, we will step out as a church to help. And we must also monitor the situation in our immediate communities in both Tangling and Bukit Bato areas. Both our Grace Community Outreach Ministry and Rich Community Social Services are very active in community work. And they are intentionally looking out for areas where we can be a blessing to bring hope. In the days ahead, when a need arises, I will give a trumpet call for financial resources and manpower to help those who are in need. And when that day comes, I want Grace Assembly to arise and be incarnational like our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let me now move to the second example that we can be incarnational like Christ during this pandemic. We must be inclusive in our fellowship. Now, during this time, when we cannot meet in our church premises, every small group becomes a house church in reaching out to believers and pre-believers. In the past, we can have visitors and pre-believers experiencing a part of church life by coming to our church premises at either Grace at Tangling or Grace at Bukit Batu. But that's not possible now. We can only channel and bring new visitors to our online small groups where real believers need to experience life and encounter God. It's time for every small group to be inclusive and allow the koinonia of God and with fellow believers to be experienced on an ongoing basis. Every small group In Grace Assembly, must never be a Christian enclave where no one can join. But instead, every small group is a house church where everyone can find divine and human koinonia. To every small group in Grace Assembly, you are the house church of Grace Assembly scattered all over Singapore. And God will use every small group to be His hands and feet to bring the transformation of lives. So do your best to facilitate the human and divine koinonia among us. Amen. In closing, First John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4 highlights to us the importance of divine and human koinonia. Out of the horizontal and vertical fellowships, we must live as God's people in reaching out to lives and making a difference in society, especially during this pandemic. In our 70th year as a local church in Singapore, let's be the salt and light to our community and to those who are in need. You see, church, God has seen Grace Assembly through 70 years of challenges. And He will continue to see us through this pandemic with His presence and power. And as God blesses us, let's be a blessing to those around us. And let me close in prayer and bless you before we go. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the finished work of the cross that allows us the privilege of experiencing the vertical koinonia with you and out from our relationship with you we can enjoy the horizontal koinonia with our fellow believers our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ Lord Jesus thank you thank you for blessing us with both the vertical and horizontal koinonia where we can participate in God's life And God's love Lord, thank you And may we never Keep this blessing to ourselves May we be like you, Lord Jesus Incarnational In our lifestyle In reaching those Who are in need And also to those Who do not know you During this time So Lord Jesus I speak a special blessing To your people right now I bless your people That during this pandemic May there be no lack in the lives of your people as you supernaturally provide for the Israelites in their journey to the promised land. I ask for your supernatural provision to be enough for every believer whose faith and eyes are upon you. So where you are right now, church, lift your hands to the Lord and let me bless and say a benediction over you. Lord Jesus, I bless your people that they will experience the love of God the Father and the abundant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit wherever they will be. I ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and Amen.